We're taking on a topic we haven't addressed before here on More No Damn Experts. A Great Falls police captain joins us to talk about safety in Great Falls. We'll talk about what you need to know when you're visiting our community. We'll dispel some rumors and add in some humor, all with the goal of helping you feel informed, confident, and comfortable right here in Great Falls. Best damn podcast, the best damn town. You want to get up, get ready to get down. Welcome to the greatest damn town in Montana, Great Falls. I'm Rebecca Ingham. I'm Shanna Newth. And, and we're No, no damn, damn Experts. This, let me just before you introduce our guest. Yes. I am nervous about this episode and this is the <laughs> only episode I have ever been Am I nervous the only one about. Not nervous in this room right now. <laughs> I think maybe. Okay. <laughs> Mine has nothing to do with who our guest is. Okay. It's about the content. The topic. Because it's it's not like any other episode we've no. done. So but folks for good reason. settle in. We're gonna yeah. have a super fun, good time. <laughs> We're gonna be talking about how safe our community is. Yeah, we're covering all of those topics. And today we're excited and honored to have Captain Doug Otto in the studio with us. I always want to say, Doug, I always want to say Lieutenant because that's when we work together, that's always the <laughs> reference. But you've been upgraded yes. to Captain. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank Thanks for being here. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, so you have a nearly three decade long career in Holy law enforcement. Crap. <laughs> mm-hmm. Three, de- uh, yeah, 28 years in November. Yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh. I I want um, you to tell people a little bit about you. So you're not only not only have you been with the Great Falls Police Department, you also um, serve uh, in Montana Air National Guard. Or yeah. Oh. In Montana Air National Guard. Yeah. So yeah. I I've been with the department 28 years. Um, I've pretty much worked in every bureau that we have and done every mm-hmm. job within the department: special projects, investigations, patrol, uh, SWAT, all of the different things that are out there. So I mm-hmm. got to experience everything that we have to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, my I came to Montana through the military. So I was active duty at Malmstrom Air Force Base and I transitioned to the Montana Air National Guard in 1995. Yeah, Ooh. 95. Mm-hmm. Um, transferred there, got hired with Great Falls and I served 31 years. I retired mm-hmm. two years ago um, from the Montana Air National Guard. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, My gosh. it's a, it's been <laughs> awesome, a fun time. So, and then, the retirement was timely because it was about the same time I got promoted to captain, and yep. I can realize that there's and look at it. There's no way I could have done both because this both. is a full full plate um, what we deal with on the department side. And it continues the legacy in your family too. You have a son. Yes, I have three yeah. kids. Um, I one of the there, there was a couple goals I had when I was in is. Um, one of my main goals was hoping that one of my children would serve. And mm. my youngest, uh, Eric, he is with the Montana Air National Guard as well, serves in the 219th Red Horse as an equipment operator. So, oh. yeah, got, I got a chance to go to his basic training graduation and all yeah. that stuff. And that was, I think that was the highlight that mm. you can look at in my career, not to mention the positions that I was able to work in while yeah. I served in there. So Full circle moment for you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was yeah. awesome. That's neat. You also have a lovely wife, and I, I love this part. You're a big dog person. Oh, yeah. Love your dogs. We bonded over that. <laughs> so uh, Captain Otto and I, uh, just to give a little background about how him and I know each other, when I worked at Care TV, which I've 
shared that before in my prior life before I worked here. Uh, I had the police beat, if you will. And for a long time, I don't think this happens anymore, but for a long time, there was in-person media Press, press, press briefs. Press brief. Thank you. I was like, what do we even call it? <laughs> press briefings daily where members of each media outlet would have the opportunity to go to the police station, look over the call. Daily? Mm-hmm. We look did daily over the, for a long time. Holy yeah, moly. Look over the call logs for the prior 24 hours. We could ask questions about things, um, certain calls we could ask about. And then we also, to me, it was really important and a very valuable thing that was done and was unique to Great Falls. I don't think anywhere else in Montana had that type of relationship between media and the police departments in terms of being able to have that face-to-face interaction. And then that's also how we developed relationships. And for media and reporters, it gave us the opportunity to have a better understanding Mm -hmm. of what law enforcement looked like, what was happening in our community, and also help be the buffer, if you will, sometimes between maybe community issues and the police because we got that better understanding of this is why they respond to calls or this is how you respond to this. Or if you had a trusting relationship, okay, here's the background, but this is why we can't release everything yet on this. So it was a really valuable time, but that's how I got to know Captain Otto was through those experiences for a couple of years. Yeah, it was about two years. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just met him today. Thank yeah. God. Like <laughs> he's never pulled me over. I've never been oh, arrested. Oh, well, that's so, nice. Yeah. I mean, a lot of benefits. Um, I yeah. have a deep history with the police department in Great Falls from when I was a child, <laughs> not because of anything <laughs> other than I had family members that served on the PD. Uh-huh. Okay. So most of our holidays were spent with most of the Great Falls mm. Police Department. So I knew a lot yeah. of people there you go. then. Nice. I don't have that benefit these days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and it's it's surprising. Even you know, being on there twenty eight years, we have so many new faces, and yeah. we have yeah. officers that are retired. They're like, I don't know anybody anymore, mm-hmm. and, and that's just the nature of the beast we sure. have. It's yeah. people move on, retire, and now we have. Yeah. Uh, I, I I realize that I'm older because um, <laughs> we are hiring officers that are younger than my children. Mm. Oh, no. And so You're that's like, when I knew full oh. circle came in is I'm like, okay, these guys great. and gals are younger than my kids. And yeah. you look at badge numbers and you're like, how did we get, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how did we get to we that? Are, yeah. So my badge number is 188. Uh-huh. The badge number I think we're at right now is 378. Okay. And we're getting ready to hire five. Yeah. Six. Sorry. Okay. Six. Wow. Yeah, pushing that 400 number, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned that um, we've talked about your promotion to captain, and you said you wouldn't have, be, you know, it was good timing as mm-hmm. far as your retirement from the Air Guard because this is a really full plate. Can you help uh, help us understand what all being a captain in GFPD means and entails when you're at that level? So our structure is is unique compared to other pla- other cities in Montana. We don't have an assistant chief. So mm. we have the chief of police and there are three captains because we have um, there are five bureaus within the department, okay. three of which are considered sworn. So that's the uniformed officers mm-hmm. or sworn officers. Um, I oversee the support services bureau. So I get a lot of grief from my two counterparts <laughs> that I don't do police work. Um, wow. I'm, well, you did at some point at least because you got to where you are. Yeah. yeah. They, they joke now they handle all the police work and I manage logistics, mm. fleet, uh, hiring, recruitment, training, oh, all wow. of those type of things that I, that's the bureau that I oversee. 
So uh, there's a lot of stuff. And I also manage our grants that we get mm-hmm. through the federal government. And Oh, so you pay for some of their stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a very popular person when yeah. it comes towards the end money of the budget money, year. Huh? Everybody <laughs> wants to come talk to me because uh-huh. they're like, hey, you got some money? I'm like, mm-hmm, mm. I see how this goes. <laughs> uh, but, but it is busy. Yeah. Um, you know, we're constantly hiring. We're mm-hmm. always looking for, you know, good officers to come work. It's a, I mean, a great department, great city to be part of. Yeah. And that's, that's the key thing that we have going for us. Mm-hmm. Um, we have really, really good people. And, you know, so it, I I wouldn't want to have it any other way. People are like, man, don't you want to retire? I'm like, I'm not ready yet. Yeah, yeah. that's I got, good. I got a little time to go yet. So yeah. they, they always joke I'll probably be out and taken out in a wheelchair. But hey, whatever. <laughs> it's <laughs> good. You got to keep good people. It's better than yeah. being forced to show up every day for work and yeah, then exactly. have that that's reflect true. in your yeah. job. <laughs> so clearly we've found an expert to talk about yes. this topic. Um, and this all came about because... Shannon actually came up with the idea, but we often get asked, people will walk in here to our office. It's not a large percentage of our travelers that walk in, but uh, a lot of people who are visiting and then people who are relocating. We get a lot of people relocating or interested in relocating. And we get this question and we just sit there and stare at people when we get this question (laughs) because we have absolutely no idea Mm -hmm. how to answer this. Or what measures. Right. So they, they look at us and they're like, how safe is Great Falls? And I'm like, that's pretty safe? Like, that's a pretty, like, how do you go about answering that? What, what terms are you measuring yeah. safety by? Yeah. So, you know, we give them our firsthand accounts of how safe we've been as residents for 20 mm-hmm. years. But, hey, you're an expert. How should we be answering <laughs> that question? And how safe is Great Falls? You know, great. <laughs> I've had this, I love people call in sure. and they'll ask, well, we're moving here. Where do we want to, where should we, or should we mm. not live? And, or is it safe to be there? And I'm like, no. you know, any place you go to in the United States has some form of criminal activity. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care where it is. You can pick a spot on a map. Maybe small town USA <laughs> yeah. is not that, mm-hmm. but I mean, super small town, but any place you go to is going to have it. Are we safe here? Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I will say we are. Uh, we have our own problems uh, mm-hmm. within the community, criminal activity, drug activity, things like that. But I think for people visiting, people that are going to come here, they're going to find that this is a good community because, you know, our officers have, we live by, with I look, uh, refer to as the three C's, community, compassion, and courage. That's our motto. Mm-hmm. And we are compassionate to anybody that's here. If we have people from out of town, we try to help them understand what's going on if they get pulled over on a traffic stop or whatever mm-hmm. or in a crash. Um, but we try to help out as much as we can to let them know, hey, we're here for you. We, we'll take care of you. Um, yeah. But things are not horrible here. Mm-hmm. They're no different than any place else. Well, humans live everywhere. And where exactly. you have humans, there's yeah issues. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. And I, I talking about those three C's, you also go by this kind of community policing model, if you Mm -hmm. will. Can you explain and talk about uh, what that is and what that means and how vigilante justice (laughs) how you all train your officers to be live and interact in the community probably not the vigilante justice is my guess i'm gonna put my own badge on it's it's not vigilante justice it's you know might be the west but we aren't the old Better check your hip before Uh, you leave make sure your badge is still on there rebecca didn't take it um, uh you know our officers we we hire for character when we hire our officers, we're looking for the character of the individual. I don't care 
and the chief chief sentiment is we don't care what you have worked before. We don't. We have had people that have worked insurance, plumbers, electricians. It, it's not that you have to be this cookie cutter of mold of a person because mm-hmm. that's what we're finding is people that reach different different groups within the community, mm-hmm. and and everybody we hire takes some of them almost to a fault have so much compassion and will give so much mm-hmm. that you have to tell them okay take a breath there's yeah. plenty to go around and there's other people that can pick this up um, those are things that we have to constantly work for and strive for while we're um, with our officers on the department but mm-hmm. our officers give 110 percent and you know, it's like well 100 percent is the highest you can give they go beyond <laughs> no. it yeah they yeah. really do mm-hmm. they go beyond it um, we have great individuals that work on this within our agency um, and we have great relationships with different groups in the community with other law enforcement entities in the area uh, it's it just it's it's a great place to be and there was recently a, a story i heard about an officer who stepped in to help it was a situation i believe in um I'm not going to get all these details correct, and it's mm-hmm. okay if <laughs> you yeah. can say I don't know the details either. But I believe it was real recently within the last week or two, um, an officer, there was a situation, maybe a shoplifting situation, mm-hmm. a mother and her, her child. And this officer actually stepped in to help yeah. pay for the thing he, that the child needed. He, hmm. he went to the went to the shoplift call. The store didn't want to prosecute. Mm-hmm. He learned that the mother was actually, she had stolen medication. Mm-hmm. Oh. And he bought it. For the child, yeah. Mm-hmm. And. And that is something that we look for in our individuals. Yeah. And most of them, you have to pry this out of them to find out this information yeah. because they're very private about it. Mm-hmm. They're very humble. And that's that's what our agency is. There's so much humility. People don't want to share those stories of things that they're doing that are above and beyond the normal day-to-day things. Mm-hmm. So that's what this is about. I mean, we're hiring people from within the community, people from outside, you know, other states, but it, it doesn't matter. It's that character that we get mm-hmm. that uh, really shines out. And like I said, we many times have to pry it out of them, but we try to showcase that because that's what's important mm-hmm. to see what this community is about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's important for people to know kind of that model. And I know from working with you guys, that's not a rare thing, but just a a unique thing about GFPD is that focus on on community. Um, That being said, I want to go back and talk about, because obviously we do have issues, um, and there are things where I see people... And this is what makes me so angry when I read comments on Facebook, which is just a terrible hole Something to go down. Something all people should do. You know, just take an afternoon, right. read every comment on the internet. I'll, I'll see on the, there's varying Great Falls community pages and people are like, oh, we're going to come visit here, you know. And I try to get on there as our content person. I try to get on there if I see people asking in these like, what's happening Great Falls pages, like get on like tell people what's happening from a reputable source but so many times I see people commenting like oh you don't want to come here oh we have just such a drug brother druggies everywhere and just all of these things and I just get so (laughs) angry so I want to acknowledge okay what what are the issues but what is the reality of the the issues that we're facing here in Great Falls we have issues (laughs) right maybe maybe I should maybe we should start with we've never bought drugs so We don't know anything about that. Right. I don't even know where to find them. Yeah. Yeah. If you're you're looking for drugs, I can say you probably will find them. Oh, there we go. That's what it is. If you're out looking for that, I'm sure you'll probably find it. And if you're that type of a visitor, just go to a different town that offers the same thing. (laughs) But for those that aren't looking for it, you probably won't even see it. You may, 
encounter something because mm -hmm. we have different levels of things. We have, you know, there's a drug issue mm -hmm. that we have, and I can talk more about that in a bit. Um, we do have crime that goes on, mm -hmm. particularly that's all related to drugs. Mm -hmm. Th there are things that go on because of the drug problem, which is a nationwide thing mm -hmm. and a statewide thing. But the cri other criminal activity is a direct result of drug use. Mm -hmm. So people are stealing to pay for the drug habit. Yeah. People get into violent encounters because they're either on alcohol or drugs. So these are the type of things. And we always look at it um, over the years some of the names that continue to pop up on one, the calls we deal with, the people that we work, you know, deal with our, our, our regular clientele, Frequent it's 90% of the problem is 10% of the population. Wow. That's how we refer to it. And, and it mm -hmm. has never changed in my time on the department and other, other guys that have been there for a long time. It's the same thing. And it's, it's just generational. We see the same names continue to flow through. Mm -hmm. So you're getting your rarities of this, that, and the other that happen, but it is not something that is running rampant and crazy. Yeah, we have it. Mm -hmm. It is, it's there. So I, I can't say that it's this perfect rainbows and unicorns, <laughs> but, um, but it's not something that if you're not looking for it and you're doing things to safeguard yourself and mm -hmm. safeguard what you have, you're going to be just fine. Mm -hmm. Let me just share my fun story about meth. Um, <laughs> it's it's a good story. <laughs> years and years ago, um, I was doing workforce development in Lewistown, and we had a mandatory presentation that we had to attend from the Great Falls Police Department because they were doing <laughs> such a fantastic job of eradicating drug activity and drug, drug production within Great Falls, they were being pushed out into smaller communities. Mm -hmm. And so GFPD came out to educate kind of these smaller communities about what was happening and shared a lot. And I would almost venture to say maybe too much about the process of how certain things were made. So much so that afterwards I went and asked some clarifying questions about a French press method I was considering. <laughs> like, could this be a interesting option? And then I'm pretty sure my name ended up on a list somewhere uh, like, hey. I'll check. This that list might still be around. <laughs> this chick has some really strange questions. But it was so informative from what I was doing to prepare people for employment that I was like, this eye-opening world. And since then... And before then, I've never encountered this world, mm -hmm. but it existed mm -hmm. and obviously was doing really good work here in Great Falls that no longer a problem yeah. <laughs> or less of a problem. Here's what you you as community members and leaders needed to be aware of, which I always I mean, this was years ago, 20 plus mm -hmm. years ago, which was really helpful. Mm -hmm. And I never did anything with my French press idea. Yeah. So. Coffee. You know, one thing One thing I'll <laughs> add, you know, when you talked about Facebook and social media mm -hmm. and when we have people that are always commenting out there on things, well, guess what? We're going to post some of this information just yeah. so the public is aware. And then automatically you want to – your perception goes into the fact this place is horrible. Mm -hmm. Well, we're posting stuff that is, isn't color – isn't nicely colorful and pretty. Right. It's bad stuff that has happened. So right. when we post things about our officers that do really good things – yeah, it, we're, we're showing that there are other pieces of this that are out mm -hmm. there, too. And then if you take a look at all the other pages that are out there and people that are the events that go on in the community and mm -hmm. how well those are run and how things balance themselves out, 
this is a good place and there's yeah. so much that goes on here it's at a point where sometimes you just can't keep up with it that's right. the, that's what happens right so um i did um share that there was this fantastic i'm sure 100 percent truthful thing on the internet that i learned about um the horrible places to live in any state mm-hmm. but they use a crime statistic can you dig into crime rate crime rate like per like- thousand or 100,000, I don't know what it is, but when people look at crime statistics, like national numbers, Mm -hmm. because everything should boil down into one simple, easy to read (laughs) snippet of information, what goes into that and what should we be aware of that isn't being conveyed in that neat, tidy little number? So we're mandated by law to report our statistics to the state who in turn report it to the feds. Okay. Um, You know, on that would be for homicides, for, you know, the violent type crime things that are out there. So that information is direct from our records management system and the calls that we take. So we do accurately report for the most part because we've had some struggles, you know, technology, it works all the time. Yep, 100% Um, great. But, you know, all that information gets reported in. And so the stuff that the, the FBI puts out on crime statistics within certain regions Fairly accurate, I, I can say. Okay. But again, take that with a context. You know, mm-hmm. like I told you, we're dealing with, you know, 10% of the population creating a lot of these issues. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there's accurate accurate uh, data that's there, but you can skew statistics in certain mm-hmm. fashions and ways. So it, it all varies. And I think that word context you used is important, mm-hmm. too, because every place has its own cultural socioeconomic dynamics that Mm -hmm. also play into that that if you're looking just straight at a number or like this tiktok video had (laughs) it was a crime rate but then it was like so one in 20 people will have a crime happen to them residents or visiting uh, right i'm like "Hmm." those are also very two separate categories i I always not getting accosted like that's (laughs) that's the thing i wonder maybe i'm not accostable right yeah you know and (laughs) Sometimes bad things happen to good people. You just can't. Right. Yeah. There's right. nothing you can do to change that. But for the most part, I think you could take a, a strong poll for a lot of people within the community. And mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, we don't see any of this. And when I do <laughs> yeah. talk to people I know and they're asking about what things go on and I start filling them in, it's like, that goes on here? Right. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. much like I think most people would be surprised because mm-hmm. as residents, mm-hmm. unless you're like in the right place at the right time, you're not going to see any right thing. Yeah. And and that's the thing, you know, unfortunately some people put themselves in positions where they Mm -hmm. get in the middle of this stuff or they're in areas of town where we do have higher criminal activity. Mm -hmm. And so those are the ones that are probably making those comments. Mm -hmm. It's not the average everyday person that's going to work, doing the thing that they do, live their life. And they're not out looking for this type of stuff. It's, people that potentially are in the middle of all those things mm-hmm. that that are making comments like that. So mm-hmm. they they truly are living in in that environment, mm-hmm. but they don't have the perception that there's other areas in Great Falls that that mm-hmm. does not occur. And it's just it's not happening to a you know, every single person in Great Falls and yeah. everybody's not a victim of this stuff. Right. And I guess we should also say that we are you know, the the, the we're also we are not in those realms are connected to those groups 
well and that was that the- where that happened so we we also were coming from a different perspective on mm-hmm. it as well and i think we you know have to acknowledge that that we are also have not been in those positions or surrounded by right. those environments mm-hmm. now i will say I believe that there is something to be said about your socioeconomic status within any area of the world Mm -hmm. and what your perceptions are. Mm -hmm. We've had this conversation a lot this week for varying reasons. (laughs) Um, But when you're surrounded by like the people that you hang out with, there are certain environments that you become accustomed to. And if you're to transport someone who's not part of that into either way. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I'm going to hang out and we're going to have all these cocktail parties on my deck overlooking (laughs) the river. And, and, you know, we're going to have political fundraisers for the next governor and they're going to show up. Like, that is a different environment Mm -hmm. than I'm renting an apartment downtown working weekends and evenings trying to keep rent you know that's a completely different environment Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and if you put either person in either one of those environments it's going to be foreign to them they're like different perspectives based Mm -hmm. on environment experience what you've grown up with how you perceive the world like Mm -hmm. there's a lot of factors that go into that but you know you're talking about maybe it doesn't happen in small towns my (laughs) home county um their sheriff's department has started posting how many calls they'll make to different communities within the county so i look at that every week when they post that because i'm from a town of five people (laughs) there's a there's inevitably a call there every week. And I'm like, what is happening <laughs> with those like, five what is, people? What is even, is ha- your mom getting involved with that? So I want to call and go, mom, <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> like there was another call from the sheriff's department. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. probably that fire north of town. And I'm like, I don't think that makes the sheriff's blotter. Yeah. And, and you know, it's interesting because um, KMON, the mm-hmm. AM yep. station, they will do the the news, the police yeah. stats is what they'll do for I'm surrounding just areas. Bring this up. Yeah. yeah, so it is my husband's favorite portion of the morning. Oh. So my husband now is responsible for putting yes. that together since he's on KMO. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I, I am a more uh, frequent listener of that station than uh-huh. I ever have been. And, yeah. and it's always interesting, you know, because we'll we'll have the radio on. When, when I was yeah. when I was a lieutenant on patrol doing the the news portion yeah, for yeah. that. Um, they'd call in and we'd give the stats that we'd pull for the day. Yeah. And you'd always listen to the other areas that they would do and, <laughs> and they'd lay out theirs and then we'd lay out ours. Uh-huh. And I'm like, wow, that's uh-huh. right. right. But you know, you're talking about a County and they, yeah. they didn't have much going on yeah. and they had some stuff happening, but it still has increased over the years for everybody. I think that it's just the nature of the beast culture, mm-hmm. the, um, the generational change, all of the different things that have gone on in time. Yeah. People report more and expect law enforcement to do more. So, yeah, we're going to get there. Whereas back, you know, many moons ago, um, you'd be like, eh, I'm not even wasting. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I grew up in a small town in Nebraska, and it was 800 people when I was growing up. And you'd see the county sheriff come through there. And, yeah, there were things that were – it was mostly kids getting – being dumb uh-huh. with MIPs and things yeah. along those lines. So it wasn't anything major. Yeah. And it's still very similar back that way. My favorite ones, I think it's Sheriff Sklarupa, who maybe 
I'm not. I I'm not sure which one, but it's one of the smaller counties, and it, I just I enjoy him. So there's nothing nothing against him, but I, I always laugh because it's like, oh, and we found a wallet. So if this is your wallet, come get it. And then there is this dog. We returned it to the owner, and I just like it's so funny because you see the different dynamics between the agencies. My husband will call like when it's the Ponder A County Sheriff's mm-hmm. report. That, hey, hey, there's a there's a bear down, and you want to go look for it? No, what? <laughs> There are bears everywhere in oh. Montana. Why now? Because of the sheriff's report. Do you want to go out and try and yeah. stalk a bear? Right. What do you think is a he, good your idea? Your whole there? household is this vigilante. <laughs> that perspective. He yep. is. <laughs> um, yeah. But it is interesting to me. I grew up um, friends with the sheriff's daughter, and I would. I often knew what was happening. Um, in town and then Mm -hmm. he's like hey where where's my daughter at i'm like i i have no idea i have not no clue where she's at (laughs) nope not gonna be part of that we're not not having this conversation (laughs) she's your daughter right it's your job not mine (laughs) yeah yeah no it's just it's interesting though to see what the different yeah, and, and respond to, you know, we, yeah. between us, between the sheriff's office, which we work closely with, you know, mm-hmm. there's a definite difference in call numbers sure. and things that, but we deal with the same style of, of, of things that are going on. Yeah. I, you know, friends across the country in law enforcement that I've been to trainings and schools with, and I keep close touch with them and the stuff that goes on in Maine or Florida mm-hmm. or Arkansas or wherever, you know, they're at is the same type of stuff we're dealing with here. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter where you go. Mm-hmm. Criminal activity is criminal activity. It is right. what yeah. it is. Right. And so there's stuff happening everywhere. So it's again, I come back to the fact that, yes, we have our problems, but yeah. you, unless you're out looking for it, you're probably not going to find it. Yeah. So I've heard comments, and I think they're stupid comments, but of course, <laughs> it's my podcast, so I get to say whatever I want, but... People will say things like, well, that's an issue or the homelessness has increased in this certain area because that's where the mission is. Or that's because, you know, people are giving out all this money. We can't be the only city in the whole state or country that has a mission or a homeless shelter that's doing great work. Let's just first throw that out there. Yes. But that the need continually exceeds the capacity to serve. Mm-hmm. Does that really play into anything? Like because we have a a shelter for homeless people, that now all of a sudden we've got increased crime? No. Okay. No. The Thank the, you. Shel- the shelter is there to help those folks that are struggling in life, that are trying mm-hmm. to get themselves together, trying mm-hmm. to find a pathway to get and improve their lifestyle. Mm-hmm. The ones that make the choice that actually live on the street because we have individuals that are on the, the homeless that live on the street that we don't we're, we're not going to look at them any different than we would look at anybody else it's the behaviors and the activity is what we address mm-hmm. we we do not discriminate on any level if they're on the sidewalk and they're sitting there if they're not doing anything wrong and we have somebody complaining about them like what are they doing well mm-hmm. they're just sitting here i want them to go we're not the move-along police folks. Right, yeah. <laughs> they have every right to be there as well. And so that's that, again, that compassion piece. Mm-hmm. That They're part of the community as well. Now mm-hmm. when they start breaking the law, mm-hmm. then we address the behavior. Mm-hmm. And that's where that piece comes into play. So they might be doing 
you know, doing their business in public, urinating in public. Yeah. Um, no one's allowed to do that. No, it's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. No can. But yeah. the, the public drinking, which mm-hmm. is not allowed within Great Falls. Just going to ask that question because I've been seeing, <laughs> I saw something the other day and I'm like, that's still not legal, right? No. Like, no. <laughs> you know, just and, walk around with an open beer. Yeah. And I remember being a you know, young patrol officer on the street. We had individuals that were in the alleys drinking all the time. Mm-hmm. And the the call numbers have increased over the years. We we have, have have seen more calls for service over the years, and there's been a lot of different reasons why they've increased. But the we're still seeing that same type of behavior in the certain areas of town that I saw when I was a young officer oh. on the street. It, mm-hmm. It's not anything different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People sitting out in the, in the alley, a group of them, they're all drinking. They all let, you know, beers cracked open and, you know, go up and we address the issue with an open container mm-hmm. citation for it. Or they're urinating in public. We cite them for disorderly conduct. Mm-hmm. Uh, or they're harassing people and becoming disorderly. So we get a, another piece on that. So we address the behavior, but if they're not hurting anybody, mm-hmm. Yeah, we, they're we allowed be. to be. They're allowed to be around town. And in some people, that's where you have to really do that self check and say, mm-hmm. "Yeah, that's they're different than me, but right. they're not doing anything wrong." Yeah. Right. And that's what bothers people is that they're different. Right. And officers also are not just enforcers of the law, but there's so many other kind of hats that officers wear. One of those can be counselor, psychologist, which. Um, the whole mental health component seems to be increasing or maybe it's we are becoming increasingly aware of mm-hmm. how that plays a role. What um, what do you see in that component of, of mental health concerns in well, our community? You, you know, we we have... <laughs> big, big question. It, it, it yeah. is, it's a really big, big question. And, mm-hmm. you know, that that brings up that point. Is it a bigger problem or are we just are we more, more aware? aware? Yeah. And I... I think I would look at this as it's always been there. Mm-hmm. We are just more aware. Mm-hmm. Now, again, when you have generational changes, we now sure. have social media. We have mm-hmm. all of that stuff that's out there, the technology base that does drive people to do certain things. There was points in time, and I'm, when I was growing up, again, <laughs> I've been around for a little bit longer on the department. Walking and uphill both ways. <laughs> it, it was one of those things you learned to figure it out. And I mm-hmm. think today we have generations that have not been driven to say it's not going to be fair. This is going to suck a little bit. Yeah. And that's what we get into is where some of this stuff, people are starting to have that struggle, not being able to figure out life in general, to be resilient, to be able to figure these things out. So there, there's two sides to that coin. Mm-hmm. It could be that it's more aware, but it could be we're seeing some other things. Mm-hmm. How do we address it? We've partnered with Alluvian Health here in Great mm-hmm. Falls, and we have a it's called a mental health response team that instead of sending police to those mental health crises, we have specialists that will go instead. Our dispatchers Mm. will ask certain questions. And if there's not a threat that Mm. to them, they're going to go handle it Mm. because why would we need to go handle something that's just solely mental health? Mm -hmm, And it's something that they need a specialist. And, you know, we get people that are suicidal Mm -hmm. and our officers do amazing work Mm talking them down and saying, let us get you help and let's do that that type of, they, they do really good work on that part of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's here. And mm-hmm. it's, you see a lot of that on the street, but we have components within the court system mm-hmm. that help them work through that mental health piece of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a mental health treatment court through the municipal court 
that they have options to work with counselors. There's the um, a drug treatment court, the veterans treatment court that help people try to find their way through the addictions, through the mental health and all of those parts of it. So there are plenty of components out there. It's a full plate. I mean, mm-hmm. these folks are just swamped busy, but yeah. they're doing great work. Mm-hmm. And that helps take some of the load, if you will, off or helps redirect uh, what your officers are doing to have those people responding to those exactly. types of calls as well. Mm-hmm. I think if I remember correctly, you're at 40 some thousand calls for the year so far. Mm-hmm. Holy! In Great Falls. Can you talk about the range of calls that officers are responding to on a day-to-day basis? Well, we have everything from welfare checks to thefts to burglaries to um, assaults to public drinking mm-hmm. to uh, disorderly conducts, uh, crashes. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's kind of the wide and broad factor. And we get some of the more severe calls with um, our um, that are drug related. Mm-hmm. Um, here in the news here re- just recently, we had our our high risk unit, our SWAT unit, they went out and we had some oh, drug right. dealers in from Detroit and they got a chance to meet uh, some of our finest. Those are not the visitors day. that we want to welcome. Yeah. No. They, <laughs> they are the visitors that we are glad to see go. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, and we, we help them out at our bed and breakfast. Um, <laughs> and the, it's the, such a beautiful, efficient <laughs> The Cascade facility. County bed, bed and breakfast. breakfast. Uh-huh. Um, they got a, it's the only inclu- one in town. <laughs> yeah, they have an all-inclusive Invite stay. only. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, that's the type, some of that type of stuff we see, but mm-hmm. that's where our officers and our federal partners and other state partners were sniffing this stuff out, and this is where we nail it. Um, very good. These guys mm-hmm. and gals do amazing work. Mm-hmm. So. so I would assume, and I love assuming things because <laughs> then, you know, I just become an expert on <laughs> the things that exactly. I create in my mind, but... I would have to assume a lot of the calls into your office or into GFPD are resident calls. Um, Do you have a percentage of people who call who are not residents? Like they're traveling, they're at a hotel, they're... We do. I, you know, numbers wise, I couldn't tell you without Mm -hmm. pulling data, but yes, I, we have had calls to local hotels of thefts um, for people visiting and stuff like that. And, you know, I know you had sent me some things to think about Mm -hmm. when we got to this and that's a key component. We always ask folks that are visiting um, if you come from an area that's really trusting and you just don't have that type of stuff going, we have it here. Um, Mm -hmm. I hate to say it, but we ask you just to make sure that you take valuable stuff inside your hotel Mm -hmm. or secure it well in your vehicle Keep it out of planes view and all the things because the things that usually happen is people are trusting and they leave unlocked. Yeah. And then oh. they have things stolen. And the unfortunate ones that are stolen are the firearms. Oh, yeah. And we, we do not yeah. want that piece to happen because yeah, people come in to hunt. That a whole other issue. Take your stuff inside the hotel. It honestly is safer in the hotel room because some people get worried, well, if I get somebody coming in to clean my room, it might get stolen. Yeah. I'd rather have it in there than in my vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the type of things we see when you have out-of-state folks oh, calling okay. or crashes. They get mm-hmm. into a, a crash on 10th yeah. Avenue South, which it, for those that don't know, 10th Avenue South is the main corridor that runs mm-hmm. through Great Falls. It's a state highway. It, mm-hmm. It's a state highway, and it is uh, one of the top, I think probably one of the first or second mm-hmm. busiest roadway within Montana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So traffic on 10th Avenue South is uh, 
Now it's busy at certain points of the day and take river drive yeah. yeah we always advise people not that there's anything wrong with things that are happening along 10th avenue south but we love to tell people to get off mm-hmm. of 10th avenue south because that's where you find more of the hidden gems in our community anyway mm-hmm. so yeah that's really just a tactic for you to right. see more of the city <laughs> exactly. absolutely yeah, it's yeah. a good one though yeah you go along river, river river drive you get yeah. a chance to see the river you get a chance yeah. to see the giant yeah. springs area all of that that's that's a good place to you know yeah. go down and visit you're not going to find the falls on 10th avenue south no. and no. that is the number one question we get asked yes mm-hmm. where, where are the falls? falls uh speaking of river drive and geese what should people do when they're driving and there's goose crossings are we really happening? taking up <laughs> Police officer yes. time yes, with we the are. duck and geese. What happens okay. if I hit a goose? Okay, so you you say that, but I will tell you, <laughs> under my bureau is uh, animal control officer. Oh. So I have three ACOs, and these three gals are very passionate about what they do. <laughs> but there are parameters of what they will respond to. A goose being hit on the roadway and or somebody seeing somebody hit it is not what we deal with. Don't call. And you could call Fish, Wildlife, and Parks, and they probably will laugh at you. Yeah. They're like, yeah, that it happens. shouldn't have been it's on the roadway. It's yeah. unfortunate, but that goose should have not gone on the roadway. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I, I get that, but our ACOs deal with only domesticated yeah. pets um, mm-hmm. that are allowed within city limits. So People it, get real passionate about oh boy. that issue, though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But then let me ask. <laughs> yeah. See, it wasn't a dumb question. <laughs> no. The cougar sighting that occurred near the sip and dip. Um, what kind of too? cougar are we talking about? You know what kind of cougar I'm talking about. <laughs> you, you opened the door. I, 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 was, I was thinking it. You See, said it. Thank you. <laughs> and I use that word. I'm older than my husband. He says that all the time. Yeah, anyway. I use that terminology because yeah. that was the play on words that we used uh, mm-hmm. around the sip and dip as it was uh-huh. a cougar. It wasn't actually a cougar, but we had a wild animal, <laughs> which doesn't happen very often traversing in the downtown district we have wild animals and we have domesticated <laughs> livestock that uh, that are in town i yeah. got a you want to hear a good story yes. on that <laughs> so i was i was in investigations i was a detective at the time and there was a cow or a if it was a steer or a cow that got loose and mm. was on 10th avenue south oh, no. remember this and we had a couple of our detectives out and the funniest story was the two of them together the other one was telling, lean your head out the window and sound like a siren to get people oh, no. to move. I, I can't make this up. And I, they shall rename nameless because they're, they're both retired from the okay. department. But oh, one, of them, one of them is he is a clown. And those guys were on that end and they're hurting this cow to try to get it to a point where they can get it loaded back up. Right. The, it's I'm, no place for a cow oh to be. Gosh. It's that type of stuff that happens every once in a while. You're like, what? <laughs> I this was probably within the last month. I was driving back to work from somewhere on the northwest bypass side, and I'm sitting there at the stoplight, and I see a wild turkey mm-hmm. crossing the street. Like the stop, like it is a crosswalk time, and he's just like he had been waiting. I'm stopped. He starts walking across the crosswalk, <laughs> and I'm like. Well, this is odd, you know. It's not something you know see every day. And then he just sits there. I'm like, is this going to get weird? Because soon the light's going to change. And then, nope, he just walked out. And then he's like, I don't want to be there. And he walked right back (laughs) to the other side. And that was my Montana Federal Credit Union. I'm like, huh, huh. Pal, you are in the wrong area of town. We have all sorts of wild animals. Anything from deer to turkeys to mountain lions to bobcats to bears. Um, let's see what else. 
we've had badgers, uh, you name it. We get we get all sorts of different wildlife in town. And I actually remember one night being on patrol and I was on night shift and I live on the west side of Great Falls and I was leaving home. And uh, where we're at, there's a field that uh, is out by our place. There's a mountain lion walking across <gasps> the road as I'm driving. Oh. And I'm like, well, it, it, it honestly, it was maybe 400 yards from my house. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. So well, we I had, called my wife and I said, do not let the dogs, the dogs out. In. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we had it's grizzlies terrible. just south of town and Alm, and yeah. um, and we've mentioned well, numerous times. Well, they're originally prairie animals, so it's, yeah. yeah you know, but, you talked about this being the West. My, yeah. Not the, not the Old West, it's <laughs> a the Wild, wild West. West. Yeah. It is. Um, now, we've also had the conversation, a little bit more lighthearted, about the gopher prairie dog oh, situation dear. in yeah. this park. Mm-hmm. It <laughs> is massive, and I know this is a park and rec issue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How much she trouble do I get into <laughs> by shooting them off the back deck of this building? With what? A twenty-two. <laughs> Not good. Um, do you agree, though, <laughs> that the headline in the newspaper that says tourism director arrested for shooting gophers would help tourism? It's not gonna. It's gonna attract the right people. I think. Well, people are gonna definitely get some comedy out <laughs> yeah. of that one. We They're gonna want to come g- meet you. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I'm we pretty good. A lot good of shot. guests though who are really love the little gophers. I understand yeah. that. I think they're cute. Well, yeah, do you see uh, the hole I, that is being dug next to our no, foundation? I'm not saying I think that. I'm just saying well, that that's what we I have people who about. think that yeah. they eat each other. Well, they're gross. That's yeah. point. Well, that's nothing but love right there. <laughs> Also, urban deer population. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not as much an issue here in other communities, but we have they em. wander around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Will there be a future where we act a little more like Helena and do <laughs> night, um, night patrol for the urban deer? I don't see it because okay. I know they're out there, but there's not a lot that I think most of them get taken care of by vehicles because we yeah. had up on the west end, up by the TV stations, there mm-hmm. were deer up there all the time and you'd always see them getting greased on the roadway because they cross and somebody would just smack them. So that population kept in check over there. And I haven't seen deer up that direction for quite a while. Yeah. Okay. If somebody is visiting and they hit a deer, what should they do? Oh, um, you know, they can call and we can, because obviously their insurance company is going to probably want Mm. some form of a, of a deal taken care of. But yeah, that is one of those things since it's a, a loan piece, we, we're not going to cite anybody for that one. Yeah. Um, they can call and we may give them a form to fill out at least so they have a case number. Mm-hmm. They can uh, do that. But most of the time it's just contact your insurance company and then okay. work through that. Cause if you, if you disable your vehicle, call us, we'll make sure we provide some safety and security for you while we get a tow truck going, okay. coming your direction. But if your vehicle's still operable and you can go, then roll forward and call your insurance. If I'm visiting from out of town and I haven't had a lot of interaction with wildlife and I see a mountain lion roaming around town or I just want to go pet one of those cute little gophers, what should I not do? Okay, if anybody has been paying attention to the the news in Montana about otters... Uh-huh. Oh yeah! Guess what? I gophers, gophers sad. like to bite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they're going to run away probably. Mountain lions, I they're not also big. Like to bite. They're not big <laughs> kitties to go give a hug to. Stay yeah. away. If mm-hmm. you see a wild animal, don't go near it. I I'm telling you, if if anybody has paid attention to videos that are out there from Yellowstone Park or but any as of those we learn, places, people don't pay attention. Yeah, so this is it, why it might sound ridiculous. It sounds ridiculous, but the, the the common sense factor needs to kick in. Mm-hmm. If it's wild. 
don't touch it. Even if it's a domestic pet that's out and about, don't touch it. Yeah. Because you don't know if that animal Rabies. will bite you. Mm-hmm. We don't know if that animal might scratch Friendly. you, whatever the case is. Yeah. Um, rattlesnakes. Oof. Oh, yeah. That, oh, there yeah, are snakes point. in um, yep. Great Falls mm-hmm. in the area we live in, in, in the um, up out of town. Mm-hmm. The neighbors had a killed a... I think it was it had 10 rattles on it so oh, it was a big gosh. big rattlesnake in their Ooh, backyard yeah we live on the edge of town too and i mm-hmm. that's i that's what i'm terrified yeah. about for my dogs we've yep. gotten people who call us and um because they're prevalent out at the maroney mm-hmm. um trailhead mm-hmm. for sulfur springs on the river's edge trail which isn't that far but we've had people call and they're like i don't know who you need to tell but there's a rattlesnake in the parking lot <laughs> Like, uh-huh. yep, that's where it lives. Yeah. <laughs> that's its home. Yeah. Don't touch it. Yeah. Just just go <laughs> yeah. the other direction from it. Don't yeah. try to don't try to touch it. So. No. I often I do often want to go, who do you think I'm calling to right. tell that information to? Uh-huh. Why did you think you needed to call me and tell me that? Mm-hmm. Well, right. I just thought maybe you'd want to know. Yeah, we Thanks. thank you. If they yeah. call us and we know what it is, um, our dispatchers like animal control does not respond to that. Mm-hmm. Well then who does? You could try fish and game, but yeah. I'm telling you, they're not going to come out. They've got right. a lot that's, bigger things to deal with. You're in of their living room. Exactly. Right, exactly. It's their home, mm-hmm. and that's what you should expect, unfortunately. That's an option. You, you have to them. be aware of that. Right. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did not expect us to go down the animal, the animal trail road today. Yeah. Well, it's also it it's a part of, yeah. of, of what we do here and what we yeah. see. So, huh. I do want to ask, and I this is one of the questions I posed to you, and I don't know if there's an answer to it or not, but are there anything like any like odd or maybe unusual rules or things about our community that people should be aware of? Like they can't drive by themselves on a Sunday right, with something. a hat on? <laughs> yeah, like something like that. Well, no. we have no public drinking. We covered that one. That, that probably is the biggest thing because okay. you know people that'll come to, let's say the downtown area and mm. go to some of the those the nicer bars that have opened up and things like that. People have that inclination to want to walk from one Wander. bar or the other with yeah. an open container. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. We, don't do it. We're probably not going to. We might see it say, hey, you can't have that and get rid of it. But it's one of those things. What it does is when you have that type of stuff, that creates issues sometimes with our homeless population that mm-hmm. have been drinking. Now that's going to buy, you know, they're going to want you to go, hey, can you get me one? Sure. We've had things like that happen before. And so we don't mm-hmm. want those type of things to go on. There are events that happen in Great Falls that allow that, mm-hmm. that are you know, secured off by barricades that you can night have. market tomorrow night. That's night right. Tonight. Yeah. yeah. I don't know when this is coming out. It, it, I have next no. week. So okay, never they've mind. passed, but next summer they will return. <laughs> yes. So I think that's probably the most unique one. I, I was off the top of my head trying to think of any other odd ones that yeah. visitors would have to encounter and, right. and, and deal with. And I can't off the top of my head yeah. Think of anything anything that's really weird, but that's the biggest one. We just want people to pay attention to. Sure. In my eight years of doing this, I think we've I've been asked maybe three times total. Can you can you drink and drive? And I'm like, no. Why is that a where in the world? Yeah, is that okay? Where where have you been? Where they're Mm -hmm. like, yeah, drink as much as you want and drive Mm -hmm. anywhere you want. That doesn't mean people don't do it, and unfortunately, that is one of our bigger issues in Mm -hmm. Montana. Yeah. But you're not supposed to. Yeah. It, that, and again, that comes back to that open container piece. You're not going to yeah. be in a vehicle drinking alcohol. Yeah. It, is it illegal to have a beer and go drive? No, because you have to be at a certain level mm-hmm. 
of intoxication. And that varies a little bit. I mean, some people have the tolerance and handle things better, but your blood alcohol is still Mm going to raise up there. It's 0.08 for the legal limit in Montana. And once you hit that and above, you can be, but you still could be arrested for under a 0.08 based on behaviors and things that Mm -hmm. we see if you're driving and swerving and you hit something or whatever the case is yeah so it just because people look at this as oh it's a point zero eight you still can be impaired mm-hmm. yeah so um if i'm a passenger in a vehicle mm-hmm. and the driver is not drinking but they're driving <laughs> and i'm the passenger are you going to answer this question <laughs> i'm going to answer this t- in two two segments by, by the letter of the law, it says you cannot have an open container within the city limits of Great Falls, in a vehicle, outside a vehicle, anything. By the spirit, the driver's being responsible. Uh, we're not looking to find somebody. Huh? One, we're busy enough with other things going on. Yeah. That's not what we're looking for. You know, if, if that. Believe it or not, no one's sitting there like. Uh, yeah, trying to spy we're not things. looking for that type yeah. of thing, but we're looking for traffic infractions, things along those lines, safety. that safety mm-hmm. things. Yeah. So if somebody's going driving and they're not drinking and they're being that responsible sober driver and somebody in the passenger seat has an open container of beer, mm. I guess Take enjoy him. it. Just don't be stupid and throw yeah. the, uh, the can hey, out the, the window. window. That becomes littering. Yeah. Th- <laughs> then we have, now we have a different set yeah. of things that go on. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. There you go. See, I'm just getting a lot of see, questions yes, answered you are. from my own personal. <laughs> She's asking about making meth and drinking <laughs> while driving. So I'm I was ask- not asking <laughs> about making meth. When I hear the, the phrase, I'm asking for a friend. Uh-huh. I'm the friend. This okay. is the friend. Yeah. <laughs> She's the friend. Um, talking about being downtown and interacting downtown, you were talking about the open container and just the interacting with maybe the people who call the streets of downtown their home. Uh, can you speak a little bit to panhandling and how we would advise um, visitors to handle that? You came way more prepared than I did for this episode. Well, it's solely because this; these are just coming to me. It's just based on the fact that okay. I have a yeah. background with this. It's mm-hmm. not. So there, there is a good probability that you, it, during the warmer months of the year, mm-hmm. you're going to be confronted by somebody asking if you have a dollar or have mm-hmm. some change. For the most part, you tell them no, they walk away. Mm-hmm. There's a couple that we have that get all huffy, and they might throw a blanket or piece of clothing at you, and they turn around and walk away. If you encounter that or they continue to harass, that's where those three numbers come into play, 911. Mm-hmm. We come down, that's where they're going to get cited for it because that now falls into the disorderly piece. If they ask and you tell them no and they turn around and walk away, You're no harm, know. no foul, just – it is what it is. It, mm-hmm. It's I've had it happen to me, and I'm just like no, and I turn I turn around and walk away, and, and they go on their way too. Yeah. So those are the type of things that you know, it, it's there. And I, yeah. I can't say that oh you'll never encounter that. Right. You will if it's warm because we have a transient population yeah. that that uh, works in that downtown area that lives down there and. Just, part of what it is. I'll also throw out real quick. I lived downtown for eight years. I cannot remember a time mm-hmm. when I was addressed and asked that question and I, I lived down there so it's it I've just worked downtown for probably 18 years total mm-hmm. the only weird thing that ever happened to me is someone asked me if I wanted to buy some handmade earrings that they had made <laughs> I'm like well they're not my style yeah. mm-hmm. 
But the weirdest encounter I product. Yeah. Well, and that's just it. It hasn't been downtown. It's been like at the grocery store. I'll have um, someone stop me and ask me if I want to buy some handmade socks. Like, (laughs) you're kidding. Although I've never had anybody ask me that. Really? Somebody's knitting socks. Yeah. Well, there's a so we have farmers market, but that's legitimate vendors. (laughs) So we have we've mentioned this before. A Hooterite population. I don't know if we've done a whole episode on what that is Mm -mm. but they make a lot of hand crafts Mm -hmm. and i have had women approach me and go would you like to buy some slippers or handmade socks i'm like "Mm, nope i just don't have any desire for that yeah so that's the only thing that's ever happened to me interesting yeah Yeah. i will say it has you know we've seen a little bit of an uptick in some of that panhandling activity Mm -hmm. and it's only because you know just like every other place in the country, we're also dealing with kind of a, a recruiting shortage a little bit on mm-hmm. officers. And so we're busy. And so we are a little bit short staffed and we're trying to make, make sure that we do so that they cue in on that mm-hmm. and they know that we're not down there as much as we would like to be. Mm-hmm. And so these things happen a little bit more. And the business improvement district has been asking us, hey, when are we going to curb this? And mm-hmm. we're trying to come up with some solutions to work those things. So it, but there's. Isn't there still like community people with purple shirts that go around and not vigilante justice, but like are community representatives from the police department that mm-hmm. have a little bit of education on how to help? Yeah, we have a so our we have a volunteer program within our department. Okay. So we have community members that volunteer their time. They come in and they do a variety of different things. Um, they'll do downtown patrols just to be that eyes eyes and ears for us and then they'll call in if it's something that's fairly egregious that we need to deal with um they handle our abandoned vehicles you know i've learned there's two things in this town that will drive people (laughs) crazy abandoned vehicles Uh or or parking issues Uh and pet issues Mm, those are the two things that will drive people over the edge um, (laughs) and they go out and deal with the abandoned side of things uh, and so they're busy doing all those type of stuff. They help us in many other ways on the department. Mm-hmm. We have chaplains. We have, um, we have a, had a doc assigned to our SWAT unit that was a, a doctor here in Great Falls is volunteering his time to be mm. part of it. So he was practicing medicine in his normal job, and then he'd come in and train with us and he'd mm. get to shoot guns and practice medicine. Oh, well, hey, good so deal it was for great. him. Yeah. Um, they also listen to jail phone calls for our detectives, which huh. that can be really interesting. Ooh, we should get that guy in on the podcast. <laughs> I'm telling More you. importantly, how do you sign up for that? Because yeah. that now sounds, I mean, I spend a lot of my free time on podcast episodes where I'm listening to jail conversations, so <laughs> might as well do it for our some own of the, fine some city. Of, some of the colorful things they get uh-huh. to hear, they probably will wish they could unhear. I'm sure. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But, that, you know, that's what our community, you know, yeah. we have members that come and do that. So, huh. um, that yeah, we do have people out there watching for us and helping us out. But, again, it's on, you know, whatever time they have available from their normal lives. And so they'll yeah. put as much as I can to help us. Huh. There is no longer a dedicated downtown officer, no. correct? That's not a thing, but everyone's patrolling uh, and, and, and have these volunteers. Yep. Okay. And again, that's just because of restructure we've done mm-hmm. to make sure we have people to answer calls. Yeah. Are there any sections of town, you maybe alluded to this a little earlier, that are considered unsafe, or maybe another way to frame this is that you would advise visitors to avoid? Steer yeah. clear of? Yeah. So, you know, I talk about the downtown area. Mm-hmm. Um, the un- this is and one of the main places we send people. Yep. Yeah. It's fine. Just it go. Yeah. Okay. It's great. So, it really is. And, and yeah. I, I preface this 
when I talk about the downtown area, it's the mm-hmm. Central Avenue corridor uh-huh. because Central Avenue has all of the businesses and all of the things that are going on, the different restaurants, bars, shops, mm-hmm. the unique places to go visit. That is really Great Falls. Mm-hmm. Central Avenue falls right into this area. When we we refer to, it's called DDAX or Data Driven Approach to Crime and Traffic Safety. We kind of have it on hold at this point, but it's a specific area that we we measure. Um, numbers of calls, traffic crashes, things along those lines in that area. That's where, so there's a higher, um, higher level and higher number of calls that are happening there. And we would dedicate officers to work that area to lower certain things. Okay. Because of our staffing issues, we've had to back off of that. We still have a team that addresses some of that stuff. It's called our directed enforcement team. They go and handle some of those things from time to time just to keep that little bit of pressure out there. But that lower north, lower south, and you get more into the residential side, and mm-hmm. it's – I wrote it down here because I couldn't remember the exact – You things. need your glasses. Feel yeah, free to I grab do. Them. Wow, calling them out. You know what? <laughs> well, I, I didn't want them to forget that they were there. Because if you look, I'm stretching my arms. Uh-huh. Well, do, you want can, me, do you want me to hold it? I can read <laughs> So it, it's Park Drive, which is down right next to Gibson Park, mm-hmm. all the way up to 15th Street, and the other borders oh, yeah. is 6th Avenue North to 6th Avenue South. So those are the areas that you know we have measured call numbers that we have more activity there, mm-hmm. more criminal activity that occurs. And when we're able to do enforcement efforts in that, you, you flood it with officers to be able to run traffic, and mm-hmm. it's amazing numbers start to dwindle yeah mm-hmm. and these, this is this would be off of the yeah areas off of the, where it's off of central going. avenue yeah. so this is a very abnormal place you would be hanging out right this is not and somewhere you would randomly find yeah. yourself well, while you're visiting there's yeah. nothing for shops other right. than the only place that i think is in there is mm-hmm. the um charlie russell museum yeah yeah that but that's its own like it's like complex it's, yeah it's all it's mm-hmm. right it's right on the saying. edge outside edge of that north yeah. side of it yeah so that one really isn't affected but right. really everything else is all residential there's mm-hmm. nothing else down there central avenue has all its peace some on first avenue north a very very minimal amount on first avenue south mm-hmm. um but those that area there really does not have it's not unsafe for people to be in mm-hmm. you're going to run into your transient population sure. it, it is what it is right um but as far as people gonna come up and beat you up and mug you and you're all right that, no these random yeah it, it's yeah. it's not something mm-hmm. th- there's anywhere you go that could happen mm-hmm. i mean you could go over to you know any of the big box stores here in town and you could have somebody you know beat you up because they want to take this from you if it could be anywhere right Anywhere USA, for that mm-hmm. matter. Exactly. Yep. So it, it's never experienced not, that. Well, yeah. there's just so much in my world I've not experienced. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is uh, maybe a bigger piece across the nation, and this is something we we hear about more often: is this issue of human trafficking, mm-hmm. oh, and obviously yeah. trafficking happens in Montana. Mm-hmm. It happens in our region. What are can you can you speak to the oh, uh, prevalence of this kind of is it is it random is it certain crowd like and what do people yeah yeah and then how big of a deal is this yeah and then what do i guess the follow-up then to that is what can visitors be doing or or be watching for residents to Mm -hmm. to be aware of that issue because the internet says a lot of things like everyone's getting taken from rest stops yeah Mm -hmm. you know and it's it's one of those things that 
you have to be paying attention to mm-hmm. see these type of things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like people are just walking down the street and snatching people up, you know. Right. In the big white van. Uh, or the big black van yeah. from, yeah. Uh, um, what was the, old school, you know, yeah. they grab, yeah. you know, for the, yeah. I mean, that being I've said, seen that don't happen take candy other from than a movie. Yeah. <laughs> but in all seriousness, it is here. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's in the state. You know, yeah. if, if anybody ever has paid attention to the news, we have the Native American reservations, and mm-hmm. they have a problem with the missing, murdered, murdered. indigenous women. Yes, yes. that uh, that plays right into the fact that some of, and uh, probably a higher number than most realize, are trafficked for sex sex trafficking. Mm-hmm. I would guess would be the primary deal. Mm-hmm. You may see something that would be involved with like the uh, for labor. Um, yeah. illegal labor force trafficking type hmm. stuff okay. like that but what to look for I, I guess if you're in a restaurant you're in a hotel and you see and and I, both male and female are trafficked but it's prevalently female I mm-hmm. think that that happens to if you see a male and has a female with them or a couple females and doing all the talking for them and won't allow them to interact mm-hmm. or if they interact it's very rehearsed and very scripted mm-hmm. that's a cue Okay. And, and that's a red flag right there that something's not right. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, yeah, you know, there, there's that's overt control over a person because yeah. they might look, look, you know, their clothes might not be as clean or they're not as well taken care of as yeah. anybody else would be. Those are things that are factors, and it could merely be that the guy's just not a nice person mm-hmm. and he has a family that he's overbearing on, but it also leads into the fact that that could be potential human trafficking that has occurred for sex trafficking type mm-hmm. stuff. So well, do we do we take action? Do we take things into our own <laughs> hands? <Vigilante. No. laughs> Don't be vigilantes. Uh-huh. Um, Stop you know, doing that. It's, it's <laughs> one of those things that, you know, they can talk to the desk staff if, if they're uncomfortable calling, but if they're comfortable calling, call 911. Okay. Let them know who they are, where we're at. Mm-hmm. This is what I observed. I don't know for sure. What is yeah. gather as much information as you can. Yeah. Call nine one one. If we show up and we talk to them and we try to figure out and determine there's nothing there, that's what it is. But the other piece of it for us, sometimes it is very very difficult for those being trafficked to give that information because yeah. they are in a position where this is probably better than what they came from. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the part that is yeah. is very sad yeah. and. In, in my career, I worked, you know, I was in investigations, and I worked uh, 10 years with the sex crimes, internet crimes against children, all mm-hmm. the child pornography stuff, mm-hmm. and it's prevalent out there. Mm-hmm. It's it's horrible stuff, and mm-hmm. you, you realize that some people and some of these victims, they, they're feeling better off mm. in that position being trafficked than going mm. back to where they came from. Mm. So report it. If you see it, if it doesn't look right, most people use common sense. If it doesn't look right, call. Yeah. It's not hurting anybody. We're going to check mm-hmm. into it. And if it's nothing, it's nothing. But I'd rather be safe than sorry. Yeah. yeah. So you obviously see a whole cross-section of this city and the world that, mm-hmm. in general, Shannon and I have, don't witness. Mm-hmm. Does that... Do you does that skew what you see other places? Like, do you constantly then see people <laughs> being trafficked? Because I ask this, my husband and I have a great loving relationship, but he will joke every now and again. Out in public, 
he'll go, woman, don't speak unless you are spoken to. <laughs> and then I will start laughing. So mm-hmm. most people know, oh, they've got a weird sense of humor. <laughs> Warped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, in certain situations, are you then oversensitive to seeing some of that? And that's why you just hunker in your house and you never go out in public? Or <laughs> Well, I do like to be at home. I, <laughs> yeah. my, my wife's a teacher. So she, oh, is, okay. she has been teaching almost, she's going into her 30th year of teaching. Wow. And so the the two of us, you know, when I, we first met, she she was kind of guarded to the world, didn't mm-hmm. realize that all of these things went on, mm-hmm. that there was this stuff out there. Right. And now we go someplace, and I'm, I'll be just I, I people watch. Mm-hmm. It, it's that, so much fun. Yeah. Well, and I think everybody will do that to an extent. Yeah. But you but, see different. But you things. do it differently. Yeah. You, you're trained to cops, be a people yeah. watcher. When you become a law enforcement officer, cops are one of those things. As you do this long enough, there are certain things that you will always do. Mm. When we go out to eat, she knows where I'm going to sit, and she will not sit in yep. a spot where I can't see the door. I do that. My husband's not in law enforcement, but he's. Done. He's got a brain he's done like a lot that. Of, but yes, he does that. And the funny thing is, it, I am not a, obviously not in law enforcement at all, but having one of the benefits of having worked with GFPD for so long, I hear these things and I try to then be more aware of mm-hmm. my surroundings. And I know like, I don't want to sit where I can't see the door. The funny thing is, so where you're sitting right now in this podcast studio, <laughs> the door is behind you. The voices of the guests are behind you. Mm-hmm. And it's in my head, be- I'm like... That is probably an uncomfortable spot that we put you in from your background. Most people wouldn't care. Mm-hmm. But because I have a brain like that, my husband thinks mm-hmm. like that. I know that cops think like that. I, when I sat down, I'm like, I don't like this spot, yep. but I'm going to sit And here. I've been thinking about that, especially when we had guests come <laughs> in. could have moved you yeah, to you the <laughs> other side. Yeah, that's true. Here, you did I'm place like, yourself there. I'm like, okay, I'm okay. I was going to sit here. Cause yeah, I, I, the window's behind you. The door, I can see it. But you yeah, know, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. But that is interesting. But yes, anyway, you were saying, you know, you have uh, that relationship. She knows where she's going to sit. skin is crawling. I know. It's been so funny hour. because I thought about that and I was like, every uh, cop I oh know well. that would be driving them insane to uh-huh. not be able to look towards the yeah, door. I, I, I'm like, I'm okay. okay. I got this because I'm, watch, I'm watching eyes. Yep. I see you two looking all the uh-huh. time. So I'm, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> we're fine. Yep. Don't worry. <laughs> we got um, Phil out there. But, He's, he'll take them down. <laughs> But the the interesting piece is, yeah, you know, you pay attention in, as a mm-hmm. as an officer. The longer we do this, and yeah. you just develop that mindset, and mm-hmm. you start to watch for certain things, and you pick up on things as a police officer quicker than than somebody that's an average person mm-hmm. sitting there. And you know, it's it's a it's a good thing, but it's also something that's you know a, mm-hmm. a hindrance at time because that's what your brain is thinking. I'm, I'm like, well, I'm gonna you make can't sure shut it off. No. And, you know, it, it's kind of funny. So my daughter had been living, she moved to uh, Arizona. I went to school down there for um, esthetician. And so mm-hmm. she was down there for about three, a little over three years, and she wanted to move back. So this past Easter, we went to Arizona to help move her back. And so we were going to load a van and drive back. And most people go on a trip and they're just packed their bag. And we were going for just a few days. Mm-hmm. I made sure I packed a bag and I got a case and I had my sidearm with me and I took a gun with mm-hmm. me. We flew down and yeah. we drove back and Carrie, my wife, she's like, why are you doing that? I said, do you realize you pay attention to the headlines out there and you see what right. goes on in this world? I said, with you two, if it was just me, I'd probably be okay. But I said, yeah. you two, mm-mm. You, so it, you're responsible it, for it that. It is one yeah. of those things that's that's how we're wired mm-hmm. and every single one of us on the department are wired this way i mm-hmm. don't care male female yep. 
new to old we're all wired the same way yeah my one of my best friends a woman she was on the force mm -hmm. for gfpd um cassie and now she's on the reserves in lewis and clark county but yeah and she she's like that too i mean she's not that much she's about the same height as i am you know small female but she's got that i mean she would always care she'd always be looking and that's probably from hanging out with her too i just like pick up mm -hmm. <laughs> pick up on these things but yeah, yeah. she's like i'm that just too. oblivious to the world that's <laughs> the way i live so that wander maybe... through the world unaware <laughs> so maybe that leads us to um some good questions maybe to to end it with is what should people just be doing in general, whether they're in their own communities or traveling? Just some things. How can we increase our awareness just to be safe, safe in, in general and on the lookout, especially in this what feels like an increasingly turbulent mm -hmm. world? Well, if you're traveling, make sure somebody knows where you're going. Mm -hmm. um, that was one of the first things I, as I go into these uh, questions that you were you know looking to pose yeah. for this whole time here we got on animals and everything <laughs> yes. else and i had to ad lib but yeah. anyway um i'm telling you um, i don't know why she uh, i i like it i think that's great you know we talk about badgers <laughs> gophers uh -huh. turkeys yep. it, it was good yeah um but letting somebody know where you're going mm -hmm. when you're leaving when you get there um no matter what what it is if you're even flying let somebody know because that way if you don't call and people forget, and now in the age of cell phones, you can call yeah. at any time, but letting them know kind of an estimated time you probably get there or things along the way, that way at least somebody is on the lookout for you. Yeah. Um, you know, as you're traveling down the road, we have a sometimes, to, uh, I'm horrible about this, I'm in town and I will get so frustrated at other drivers. <laughs> I, 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 so I, weird. That doesn't happen to any of us. <laughs> I, I, my wife's like, you get so mad, uh -huh. and I'm like, and I, I'm, I'm not even going to make the comments yeah. that I usually make. Um, <laughs> we can imagine. But, but I, it's one of those things. If you're driving, there are, I'll just use the word, there are idiots everywhere mm -hmm. we go. Yeah. yeah. When somebody's driving and they're being not so smart driving, try to take that high road, be the eagle, not the duck, <laughs> and like. fly above it and just keep on going. I'm going to tell my husband that. Be the <laughs> eagle. Yeah. <laughs> don't be the duck yeah. you don't quack yeah. about it all the time just be the eagle soar right over it and keep I going like that okay. um, but <laughs> those are type of things you're going to encounter that no matter what you do you encounter mm -hmm. poor driving habits try to be the the bigger person and just yeah. don't worry about that and just move forward mm -hmm. um you know i talked already about as you're visiting a location and leaving valuables in your vehicle make sure you secure those mm -hmm. I, try to find a place to put them that it's out of sight you know take them into the hotel room with you it's it's just cheap insurance. If, if yeah. your vehicle gets damaged, it's one thing. But when people steal stuff out of your vehicle and damage it, now it's double insult on yeah. it. So, And when um, people uh, visit in the winter or maybe they're just from a warmer place and come in the fall and think that, you know, 50 degrees is cool, uh, talk a little bit about or when it's really hot and you want to keep your car cold. But warming up cars, leaving it out there, mm -hmm. like you still got to leave it. You still got to leave it locked because it's uh -huh. an opportunistic yeah, Prime. we're we're in the age now of cars that you can do remote start. And yeah, it's it's a lot better than it ever used to yeah. be. But when we had we would have a rash during certain times of mm -hmm. year pa years past of vehicles being stolen in the winter. And yeah. I and I know there were people from out of town visiting that that had happened to. I do recall a couple instances mm -hmm. when you start your vehicle and it's the old way that you had to leave a key in it. You better lock the doors and have yeah, an extra have key to get it because mm -hmm. I, I assure you people will, we've had the criminals wandering through Great Falls like, oh, it's a warm car. 
they're taking it to just take a joyride to stay warm to go do this, and we'll find it on the other end of town someplace. But make sure you secure your vehicle if you're going to do that, mm-hmm. um, and have the appropriate weather gear with you. Yeah, uh, that's the so worst important. worst mm-hmm. possible thing that can happen if you are a visitor to Montana mm-hmm. in the winter. We have guys that hunt. Most of them are prepared. But if you're visiting here for whatever the case is, make sure you have extra jackets. You have blankets. Mm-hmm. You have Fritos. Uh, Fritos. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was going to say a Snickers because yeah. then you don't get crabby. Uh, yeah, if you just you eat go. a Snickers oh, and yeah. you'll be fine. Well, Fritos you like can eat and burn for heat. Okay. Well, that's, oh, that's yeah. why Fritos are my Smart. go-to because it's not a snack I'm going to eat normally. So uh-huh. it's like I'm getting hungry. I'm like, eat. oh, I got those Fritos in the yeah. bag. They're really leave just them for emergencies. Gonna, <laughs> <laughs> if things get bad, I got the Fritos. Yeah. They're yeah. not my first choice, uh-huh. but that's what gets that's yeah. smart. So yeah. yeah, having that type of stuff is mm-hmm. is super good. But mm-hmm. I'll have to remember that about Fritos that they'll burn. That I is good. I forgot that. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's a, that's a also good concerning make you makes you think twice before you eat them next. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're great. I mean, they'll keep you alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, extra water kitty litter or okay and why the kitty litter because people might not understand that um well because if you get stuck on ice or Mm -hmm. in something you can pour that out and helps get your traction traction to move you a little known fact Mm -hmm. the kitty litter will help like gravel Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. so it's an easier thing to grab (laughs) keep i was raised by smart people and the back of my trunk was full of survival gear all the time and every tool I needed to you know overhaul an engine at the drop of a hat (laughs) yes daughter of a mechanic there you go yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've always have all this extra stuff and Mm -hmm. and my wife said you need a bigger box in the back of your truck I'm like I do Uh you got chains you've got uh jack you've got shovel tools shovel I got a sleeping bag in the back of my truck I have all of those things I need to add kitty litter though Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. that is a smart thing that is the one I don't have yeah and and let's say you get off on a road in the Mm -hmm. middle of winter yeah you're lost um you can't find your way and you're or you run out of gas or whatever the situation is you're like well i'll go retrace my steps outside of the vehicle on foot Mm-hmm. Let's not do that, folks. Mm-mm. Stay mm-hmm. with your vehicle. Yeah, just stay mm-hmm. with your vehicle. It's the simplest way because what happens is people are like, well, I'll take the shortcut and I can get over this hill. Mm-hmm. And it's if they're in the mountains, cut. it's not a shortcut and you're going to end up in a really, really bad position and, yeah. in an yeah. unsafe way. Hypothermic, yeah. so, naked, yeah. laying in a snowbank. <laughs> naked. Nobody wants to do <laughs> <What>? that. <laughs> Why are you naked? Because <laughs> you get hot. Oh, okay. Well, and then you can use technology, though, too, to help find your way out of things. Because yeah. I. On my phone, I have that. It's it's Onyx. I'm sure you've mm-hmm, heard of it. Yep. I, I wouldn't. I don't know how I've ever survived working without in the that. mountains <laughs> yeah, without Onyx. Yeah. 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 yeah so there's cool. apps out there. Oh yeah, yeah. it's all sorts of things. Yeah. So. Any other uh, safety tips in general? Be observant of your surroundings. Yeah. D- yeah. Pay, just pay attention around you. If if something doesn't look right, I mm-hmm. mean, I I don't want people to stereotype people, but. Mm-hmm you're going to see something that just doesn't look right and mm-hmm. you're going to be uncomfortable with the situation. It's probably good to maybe remove yourself out of that area. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you go to bars in town and I don't think there's a bar that is, it would be exempt from this to happen, but people drink too much yeah. and mm-hmm. then they want to start getting loud, obnoxious and pick yeah. fights. Mm-hmm. And that's everywhere we've gone that's to, s- there's mm-hmm. certain yeah. that person <laughs> there. <laughs> I have been that person, oh, and no. they've been like, "I think your time here is done." Oh, wow. okay, yeah. that's probably a good idea. I'll come back some other time. They're like, "No, maybe don't come back." 
I'll have to. Yeah. See. You really I'm telling need you, there are records. there's lists uh-huh. and look. places. Yeah. Uh-huh. Rebecca has yeah. been. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but remove yourself from those situations yeah. when you can, because you just don't want to be an unintended, you know, unintended yeah. victim of something to go bad. Right. Yeah. Uh, even if you're just there and you get a bottle thrown at you <laughs> by mistake. Right. It wasn't Honest. you weren't the intended <laughs> right. target, but yeah. um, those things happen, and it's yeah. people want to try to intervene and stop all these things and while we appreciate that you put yourself in great risk particularly if you're a visitor here we don't want to see you get injured with anything and things happen but most of these bars they have really good staff Mm -hmm. that keep things in line yeah and those are the things that uh, you just go out and you enjoy yourself have a you know some beverages and enjoy a meal and mm-hmm. you know you probably won't ever know that there's anything else going on in this town that's would be in a negative fashion mm-hmm. is there anything especially i'm asking this and i'm not saying for it's a justice <laughs> for a friend yeah um but as as a female are there especially but for anybody are there things that i can do behaviors i can have if I'm any time of day walking down the street, but maybe it's late, I'm leaving the bar, I'm walking mm-hmm. to my car, that I can do to present myself as less of an opportunity or a victim. Like, mm-hmm. is it helpful to be on, like, have my phone handy? Is that a deterrent? Am I making sure I'm looking around? Like, what are body language type mm-hmm. things I can do to make myself Hold your less key of a like target? A shiv? Yeah. yeah, like, what are things I can do? <laughs> you, know, you know, number one, um, <laughs> If you can travel and be with somebody else, yeah. that's the best way to do it. If sure. you can you know, travel in pairs, that's the best way to work it. But if you have to be by yourself and you're going, we don't see those attacks happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just not a prevalent thing in Great Falls. Yeah, thankfully. Yeah. But the things that you talked about, having your phone readily available mm-hmm. and, you know, that there's the emergency ability mm-hmm. on that phone, that will queue it up to get a, um, ge- a geographical location to find you yeah um you know letting I'm gonna some be honest i have pretended in situations <coughs> i have my phone out i pretend like i am talking to someone mm-hmm. because i'm like well somebody sees i'm like not totally by myself i'm also like looking making sure i'm walking at a brisk pace i am look actively looking around but i will pretend talk to someone sometimes while also still I'm like, okay, well, they need to, this person needs what to know. What has happened in your childhood <laughs> that has caused you to act this way? Nothing. I just had like a mom that was making sure I was like smart and protected. And so oh. these are just ing- like, if I sense anything, I'm like, I'm going to pretend like I'm still going to look around because sometimes people are way too involved in their phone. Mm-hmm. And then you can become more yeah. of a target if you're like distracted. But I'm like, I'm pretend talking to someone while I'm looking around. So it looks like I am paying attention. And also there's someone on the line that if you come up and attack me, someone else will know. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it, she's not yeah, wrong. I'm slightly <laughs> well, I'm not saying she is, but clearly we came slightly from different paranoid. Yeah. families and locations of the world. Yeah. The biggest thing I'm is overhauling being... engines alongside the road. She's pretend talking on a phone. So oh, a look under the car, make sure no one's under there. It'll grab mm-hmm. you. I, just, you, I know it's, so. it's it's definitely I can say never having done one of these podcasts before <laughs> this this interaction is fun it's fun to watch oh my goodness yes. yeah um <laughs> you know but paying the biggest thing is paying attention to what's going on around yeah, you Rebecca I mean <laughs> obviously it, it is you you're it's no joke. People come out on their phone and they're just walking and looking Too on the phone. Number one, it. I don't know how they do it because I can barely <laughs> walk. Tripping. I can barely walk and talk at the same time, right. let alone walk yeah, and be it on is a, a cell skill. phone. Yeah. It's crazy. And I can't see the cell phone, so I'd have to walk <laughs> yeah. out here. Uh, like have your wife walk uh, ahead of you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, 
but those are just things. Let somebody know when you're leaving. Yeah. I mean, if you're leaving someplace, they just text them, say, hey, I'm leaving. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm heading, heading home or heading here or whatever yeah. the case is. Because, yeah. that, again, those are type of things that, you know, my wife and I have established that. If, if I go someplace, I just let her know, hey, I'm mm-hmm. leaving. I'll be home in a little while. Or she does the same thing. Yeah. It's just it's something that we've done just to just to know and be yeah. cognizant of what's going on and where mm-hmm. you're at and what's happening. Um, my kids, I've even got them ingrained in it. They're adults mm-hmm. and they, they, te- they text all the time. Yeah, we're home yeah. or I'm leaving. So, so I have knows. friends that do yeah. that every time we leave their house. Text when you get home. Like mm-hmm. they're my mom. You always forget, don't you? You don't text, do you? No, I do because <laughs> if I don't, they'll call they'll me. They'll mm-hmm. you with it, yeah. They'll call, like it'll be three o'clock in the morning and they'll call. Did you hey, hey, it? did you make it home? Yeah. But isn't that yeah. nice? You have friends that care. I guess. <laughs> now I'm. I want to talk about um, natural disasters. We've got um, our friend Matt Robb, who runs the Wild Hairs, been on the podcast. He's got a property in Maui that we talked about, the Dirty uh-huh. Monkey really impacted by the fires, so hearts out to Matt. But one of the questions we do get asked is, um, not often, but people are concerned about natural disasters, not necessarily um, when Yellowstone will explode because, you know, it's a super volcano and Mm -hmm. what to do in that area. You don't have to worry about that. But forest fires or things like that that cause disruptions or safety concerns for people probably not necessarily your area more sheriff's department stuff but you know to you want to tackle that yeah you know there <laughs> how to be prepared for when yellowstone blows yeah. Yeah. well when yellowstone blows again <laughs> no I, one will have to be we're worried all, we're all gone we're all yeah. in in that creek without a paddle yeah. so um the biggest thing we probably would encounter here would be flooding Okay. Um, you know, with the mm. Missouri River, and and you think about where all the with the way the Missouri flows upstream or coming from upstream, all the dams that are on there, uh, yeah. there's a there's a high propensity that that could uh, have a dam breach someplace along the way, and we could get inundated with water here. And we've we've actually done uh, exercises with uh, Northwest Energy and and reviewed those type of plans, and we have all that at our our 911 center about all the different things that could potentially go wrong. Oh, wow. Um, that, that is something that that's is... That's reassuring to know that that's thought about yeah. and there's a plan for that, though, our, our, as someone who lives here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're going to be prepared for that now on your walk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not as worried about that. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to wear that airline vest for water landing. <laughs> Which so I have my leaves. Little, like, yeah, the little yellow one. Just, <laughs> just pull it. She's walking along, got her hand I'm on. ready. I'm Here we ready. go. I'm I'm ready. <laughs> Boom. Makes me sound like a safety freak. I just trying to be prepared and aware. Um. But but with with the flooding would be our biggest thing. And I guess for people that would be visiting in that early spring time frame to understand that Mm. that could happen very rapidly. That water could come to you know, we could be one hour difference of from when you crossed a Mm. bridge to the next hour and we're not gonna do it and not let you through because we've got flooding and that impacts great falls because we have a lot of lower area within the community that that flooding is going to um encompass and unfortunately we're right close to that floodplain the the police department is Yeah. yeah um in addition to that having the river run through here we get often asked about swimming in Mm. the river or recreating on the river Mm -hmm. And my my reaction has always been, I don't know how good of a swimmer you are, but we got a pool. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go there, but it's it's not really a good plan. No, the rivers, yeah. 
the river is very unpredictable because mm-hmm. it has undertoes. It has yes. different, uh, you know, that it's changing currents all the time. And people will, it, it looks like it's moving slow. That river is moving way faster than most realize. And unfortunately, over the years, I've responded to and heard of, and we've had half there's where have been drownings. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a tragic, tragic deal when we have somebody that's out there in the river trying to swim and they drown. A lot of times alcohol is involved. Um, Damn beer again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's, it, it's unfortunate. So the river is a great place to be around, but respect it really, really heavy because yeah. it, it's not a, not a safe thing to go try to swim across the river. Mm-hmm. And if you're on jet skis or anything like that, using, you know, life vests and things are of the utmost important mm-hmm. to have that available. Mm-hmm. And this, uh, and we're talking, I mean, this applies to all of the river, but we're especially talking about in town here. I mean, there's like, okay, I'm like, you can go West Bank landing area, you can kayak around there and up, mm-hmm. or you go past Moroni Dam and you can get in the water there. But because mm-hmm. people ask like, oh, can I go out on the bottom? I'm like, yeah, I would, yeah, and, and I you would not recommend that. There's a bunch of dams there. Yeah, Broadwater Bay, there's people yeah. that'll go down there and there's yeah. places along the way you can kind of wade out in the water, odd yeah. fellows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in there, it's... Again, it's slower there, but you still have to respect that water. Yes. Um, we have, you know, people that'll go further up on River Drive um, out outside of Great Falls towards... Mm-hmm. Um, White Bear Island. White Bear, thank you. Mm-hmm. And that's where we start to see people, you know, succumb to drownings and mm-hmm. stuff like that because mm-hmm. that's some dangerous water up there. Yeah. So just be aware, especially yeah. in the springtime mm-hmm. when it tends to be higher, especially this last year was mm-hmm. high for quite a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we've learned a lot about ourselves today. <laughs> Mostly about you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Try we, to be prepared we, we and observant. I just, don't know what the problem is. Just know is. as you're out and about, if you're out and, and you see somebody walking with their phone <laughs> and talking, it's probably Shannon. Yeah. Or looking at me uh-huh. like, uh, I'll just go, I'm not going to hurt you. That's fine. Or if you see some uh, a gal under a hood working on something, uh-huh. it's we know who Rebecca. it is. It's Rebecca. Yeah. <laughs> or driving down the street in the passenger seat, having a lot of fun. <laughs> I don't do that in city limits. Okay, in city limits. Yeah, and yeah. there we go. She, I like how she clarified, clarified. in uh-huh. city limits. Yeah. yeah, The number of incidences that I've caused in my home city has been zero. <laughs> With the five of you? No, this city oh, where this I live. Town. Oh, I thought yes. you meant the one you grew up in. Yeah. No. I didn't uh, cause any incidences <laughs> there either. Shh. <laughs> I have a hard time believing that. You I mean, just there said was... you got kicked out of a bar for being too loud and obnoxious. I Where was, was not that? kicked out. You were I asked was to asked leave? to maybe <laughs> wrap up my party and take oh, it elsewhere. Okay. And I was kindly obliged because mm, yeah. the situation did require me to remove the people I was with. And I was like, that makes sense. I can see where this is not comfortable for other people. It required you to remove the people you were with? Yes. So you weren't the problem? No. Hmm. Okay. So <laughs> you think what you want about me, but... I have I have one final question. Do you have any stories, like just weird situation, funny situation stories from your time on patrol that you would want to end just our time one. with together, or a couple? I don't, you know, just thought we could end on like nearly a funny 30, nearly thirty I years. Know. See, see the know. the problem with this is is I have a poor memory of the bad, <laughs> even the, the funny thing, yeah. and the funny things that have happened over the years. That's fair. Uh, you know, I, I said and I talked about the one with the the cow running down the road. Yeah. That one yeah. to yeah. me is just like just wow. wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, things I've been part of over the years that that are never. You know, we don't see sometimes the yeah. 
the the shining lights of society and we see You're people on their people worst on their days. Bad days. Yeah. So, but we do get occasional chuckles of things. And I have, I, I can think of a few <laughs> calls back in the day on patrol. We've had, we had certain transients mm-hmm. that, uh, they kept things very lively <laughs> and Fair. we, and we would see more flesh than we probably oh, would like to see. Okay. Mm-hmm. And some of them yeah. were like, oh, don't ever do that again. Yeah. And it's burned in your mind. Uh-huh. And, and those are like, Oh, <laughs> and haunts you in the middle of the night, <laughs> um, you know, and, and of course cops have a warped sense of humor. Yeah, anyway. sure. So yeah, it's, we, we used to, there were, there were jokes that would get played back yeah. and forth. Um, yeah. But um, you know, it, it, it's, Gosh, I'm just trying to think of another good one. It's okay. I'm, My aunt, yeah. when she comes to visit, she always wants me to take her in certain areas, and she has stories of particular locations that are no longer here, mm-hmm. like the Red Door. Mm-hmm. Um, every story I think she ever starts is, well, I got called to the Red Door one night, and I'm like, I would have loved to have seen this place. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I never encountered it. It was gone by the time I came. Yeah. There was the uh, Minneapolis bar, the mini house yep. that was still there when I started on the departments. Um, but that used to be a, a pretty lively place as well. That was in the down the lower south area. Um, it's not too far from where the mission or is, oh. it where, or is it where the rescue mission is now? Oh, I think I it's where the rescue. Well, that's kind of cool. I, I think yeah. it's. I think it is actually in the location where the rescue mission oh, is funny. now. Yeah. So. Well, huh. talk about fun places. Um, I'm old enough that the town tavern mm-hmm. was oh, a great establishment, boy. which is now a legal firm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and that's what Ironic. I love about that building. The town tavern was one of those places that. You know, we got called to on a regular, consistent basis huh, on a Friday set. And we would actually start to time it. We knew it was going to be bad. So our officers were like, all right, it's it's bar closing time. Everybody head over. And yeah. we just got on the radio. Just be there. And we would just park outside, and we'd be sitting there. Waiting. We'd have five officers outside the bar just waiting. And it was amazing sometimes to watch the patrons come out. They're like, what's uh, going on? But then, of course, here? they got numb to it, and they then they would yeah. honestly – would just start doing dumb things <laughs> and we would end up having to intervene yeah. you can't like, make this, this is up. why we're here it happens yeah. you can't make it up yeah people left that? to their own um church harris johnson williams <laughs> okay yeah it's used diagonal, to be a, diagonal across from keldergeist yeah ah, okay yeah yeah mm-hmm. it used to be a bar on the first floor and the second floor was more for adult content yeah. ah okay yep yeah. <laughs> gotcha mm-hmm. <laughs> Expre- Not like exp- the first floor was family friendly. Right. <laughs> it was expressive dancing. Yes. That's a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a very, and I just love that. That's so it's funny that it's a law, law firm. firm now. Yeah. 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 That is funny. Well, I've had a blast. Yeah. You probably learned more about the the tourism office than you probably <laughs> thought ne- you needed to know. Yeah. Never knew truly what this office was about. Well, I've there got you a go. whole new appreciation yes, for Yeah, this is probably not the best introduction to tourism in Great Falls, but we do intersect in various mm-hmm. moments. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, you know, we, we see a lot of people who ask a lot of random questions and we try to tell them things that we know and things that we don't know and mm-hmm. direct them to the places that they mm-hmm. need to be and, and that kind of stuff. So um, getting answers to some of our deep-seated questions <laughs> have really, really been helpful. Yes. Um, mostly because it's not very often, but we do get asked, is Great Falls safe? And yeah. it's just nice to have an expert, not yeah. someone who's just making stuff up from their own perspective to go, right. oh, it's safe. Yeah. 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 And now when people comment on those the Great Falls pages, I will just send them a link to this episode. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there you go. I, yeah. I, I just, you know, it's one of those things that 
you, you, you sit and look at it. And unfortunately, in my mind, mm-hmm. sometimes I get the skewed perception sure. of, man, some things are really bad. But when you take take a look from that, that I pull the blinders off and yeah. I look at it as a whole, uh-huh. it's really not that bad. No. Yeah. It's where you put yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, there's bad places everywhere you go, Absolutely. but I'm just not putting myself in those bad places. And I right. go to enjoy myself in different areas of town and rarely yeah. do you run into any problems. Mm-hmm. Most, of, most of the time, Great Falls is one of those places that it's fun. Mm-hmm. There's there are a lot of things to do. You've got to be curious. Yeah. People yeah. that'll mm-hmm. complain that there's nothing to do here. Oh, oh. Just I get a little living con- under a rock. Yeah. I get a little confused because mm-hmm. there are so many events that happen downtown. And you know, when you commented, I like to stay at home and I just want to be away from people. <laughs> You're not wrong because right? I do like I love yeah. being at home. I love yeah. you know being outside. You know, fun fact: I love the garden. I oh. I have a garden and I love being Might out there in the yard. Have to pick your brain. Um, <laughs> Help but, with our garden. Not my area. But yeah. I but I it's those type of things. My wife and I love being home with the mm. dogs. And yeah. doing our thing. So it's yeah. it truly is something that when you get out and look at stuff, it's fun here. But you yeah. make the choice to do that. It's not like you're right. sequestered mm-hmm. there. Like, no, right. No. <laughs> right. I'm part of the GFPD, so after work, I got to head home because yeah. I can't see people outside of work hours. Yeah. yeah. And we're and we know and we're smart that we don't put ourselves in those situations. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yep. I don't want to. I don't want our folks to do mm-hmm. that, and I don't want visitors to do that. Yeah. Right. Go to well, the, I think. Go to the places that you recommend. Mm-hmm. So when you give them all the guidance, right. that's the We're places to go. We're not sending you places that we know will actively have issues. Uh-huh, yeah. Exactly. Well, and if that's what you're ser- searching out, you'll find it. You're not going to be yeah. talking to us. No, exactly. that's true. Yeah. yeah. The the gentleman from Detroit who you were referencing yeah. didn't come to our office. No, he, I know. He, he didn't show up. He knew all of those places that you didn't need a, you know, didn't, didn't want to go to. Yeah. So. So um, as I close, I'm just going to share. My husband is on one street, one extreme, like you, um, always constantly being where. He is convinced that every time you leave the house, you're going to get murdered. Um, See, I'm not to that. I'm on the other end of the extreme, and i got to balance that out. Because when I travel, my husband's like, oh, I hope you don't die. And I'm like, what are the – how many statistics are there that – I haven't even encountered issues in my 40-whatever years of living and traveling. So – yes dear i'll be safe closest i got was to a very large rat in, in uh new orleans that was rat. that was interesting i thought it was a cat i went down oh. to pet it. it wasn't a cat oh see okay so see the my yeah. questions about animals i didn't shit. call 911 and go what are you do, what are you gonna do about this rat that's hanging right. out but it was a wild animal that you it tried was. to pet because I thought it was a cat. Right, you were in a it's, different environment. Yeah. People Sounds think like the something my wife would do. She loves well, if, animals. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go pet. No, one, don't pet uh, that. I, one of the problems yeah. was it was shortly after a hurricane, so there was that excess water, which uh, caused all them that. to be in areas they wouldn't yeah. normally be. So At the fair, you know, there's the horses. I grew up riding horses, love horses. I understand horses can bite you. Thankfully, that hasn't been my experience. But one of the horses kind of like stuck his nose out towards my face. So I kissed the horse on the nose and Jason was like, (laughs) what are you doing? That was really brave. He could have bit you. And I was just like, I mean, yeah, I guess he could have, but I. I'm fine. I was feeling fine. And I was standing there like talking. Did you let him know? We had a moment. Right. We, 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 we had the vibe was This there. is what he wanted. Uh-huh. And I, I gave it to that him. I realize that sounds weird, but that's just like how I interacted with it. No, it sounds weird. But there was also the mules there. I was not even petting the mule. I was just standing there like looking at the mule. Kind of, and Jason's like, you're making him angry. I'm like, I'm literally, his ears are back. And I was like, look at the mules. That's how they stand. That's how their ears are. I'm not making the... He was just so paranoid that I was going to get like this. Uh, somebody I can't bite wait till me. I see him again. And I'm like, I, 
No. So I'm like, I'm like your wife. I, I, I will go approach the animals, but I'm not stupid about it. Because <laughs> you're hyper vigilant on everything. So <laughs> thank goodness you've got Shannon to visit with when you show up at our office. And if you need help planning your trip, Shannon's your person. Obviously oh. not me. Um I just say be aware. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> be aware of your surroundings. I'm aware. Okay. Sure you Clearly are. not as much as I need to be because um, I don't do half the things you do. But that's fine because we all make the world go round. Yes. So until we see your bright, smiling, happy, healthy, safe face mm. here in Great Falls, we hope you are creating amazing memories with your friends and family wherever you are. We'll see you soon. We are no damn experts as the recorded claims from Great Falls, Montana. Covering what you need to know about this amazing damn town. Damn, that felt good.